Welcome to The Voice of Reason with Dr. Sonia Thompson of Arise Ministries International. Get ready to be strengthened with solid foundational truths inspired by the living word and changed by fresh revelation that will push you into a victorious life now. Welcome and thank you for joining me today on The Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Dr. Sonia Thompson. My prayer today is that you're walking in the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit and you're ready for a 15-minute power-packed word that is going to shape and revolutionize your life. My prayer today for myself is that God's grace would be on my lips and that his anointing would move through the airwaves on this message that he's given me. Today we're going to look at 2 Samuel chapter 12 and I will be reading verses 8 through 14 in the New King James Version. This is an account and it stems from a time when David had committed adultery with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. And I'm sure you know the account and he ends up getting her pregnant, trying to cover it up by killing Uriah. And because David's conscience had been wounded, God had to send the prophet Nathan. And this is where we're going to pick up in 2 Samuel 12 through the 8th and 14th verse. This is when Nathan is addressing King David. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because of this deed, you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also who is born to you shall surely die. I want to talk to you for the next 15 minutes from this subject, the child shall surely die. And I want to really just point out some key things that lead up to this type of outcome. It's a message that the Holy Spirit stirred in me because of where we are in present time in the body of Christ. There are so many people pursuing and grabbing and running after what does not belong to them. And it's a, a message that is going to sober, awaken, or be even a preventative measure for those that are listening to keep you from this outcome. Now, there's something else. Let me add this. I did not read this, but the start of this unholy seed of desire, we see it birthing in the same text, 2 Samuel chapter 11. But let me read verses 2 and 3 to you before we look at a few points. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. 
And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? So here we see the beginning of the birthing of this particular outcome where surely the child must die. The first thing I want you to take note of in this is number one, if you want to avoid an outcome like this, you want to be careful of an unholy desire. And that's what happened to David. An unholy desire rose up. He coveted for what was not his. And this is what happens to us when we covet what does not belong to us. It doesn't belong to us or it could just be it's not for us. David had an opportunity. When I read this, I am shocked to see it. But David had an opportunity to repent because an unnamed, the Bible calls him one, did not even give him a name. And he said to David, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? He tried to advise the king. He was trying to divert him from an outcome that would change his life, that would be so injurious to his life. But David didn't listen to him. And I want to say this, and I may have mentioned it in other podcasts before, but we have to avoid the mindset that God is not going to send somebody in a lower position than you to bring correction. This gentleman wasn't even named in scripture. He's just called the one. He had enough God fear in him to tell the king, this is another man's wife. But David didn't listen to him. And God will send somebody to you, my friend, and they don't have to be another king for you to hear. He will send someone. If he has to send a donkey, he'll send a donkey to talk to you and to keep you from a tragedy like this. You might be like David, a man after God's heart, a woman after God's heart today. That could be what you're called. But an unholy desire of covetousness will cause you to turn your heart from God. Make no mistake about it. It might be something beautiful. Like David saw Bathsheba. It says she was beautiful. And if she might be beautiful or it might be beautiful, but it belongs to somebody else, or it could be beautiful and it's not for you. Therefore, you want to avoid an unholy desire for what doesn't belong to you. The second thing I want you to take note of in this progression is the lust of the eye. It is deadly. The lust of the eye is deadly. Lust is a desire to crave or long for what is forbidden. And as you can already tell, lust and covetousness go hand in hand. And it is a longing for what is forbidden. Is this what I have for you? This is the question God is asking you today. Is this really what I have for you? What you continue to focus on with strong desire is going to enter your world, whether it's holy or unholy. This is a law. This is a law of focus. Whatever you focus on, just like David, with strong desire is going to enter your world, whether holy or unholy. And you want to make sure your eye is in the right places. We also saw this same lust of the eye and how deadly it is and was in the book of Genesis. It started there. We saw it with Eve. She saw the fruit. It was good. It was pleasant, something that she desired. And the next thing you know, she turns to Adam. She gives it to him. It's because of the lust of the eye. And that was the downfall of mankind. And it continues to this very same day. It looks good 
but is it good for you? That's the question. Lust comes when our soul wars against the desires of the Holy Spirit and nobody wants to be in that type of position. The lust of the eye, it is deadly. And anything we gain illegally in the realm of the spirit, I'm going to let you know already, it will be forfeited in the end. And we're going to see this in this text with David. The third thing I would like you to take note of in this text is that the cover up is costly. Trying to cover up for a child or a birthing of something that is not from God is going to be costly. Now, because I want to stick to my time, I'm not going to read this particular scripture, but for homework, 2 Samuel 11 verses 6 through 26. Take time and read that today. And so the cover up is costly. That's our third point. Whatever lust and covetousness delivers to you is going to be costly. You'll see that as you read through 2 Samuel 11, 6 through 26, all that David went through, he went through great lengths to murder a righteous man, Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba. Why? To cover up his sin. And you will forever clamor to hold on to what God has not assigned to you. I want you to know that the cover up is so costly. You will clamor to hold on to what God has not assigned to you. You'll be forever toiling, forever fighting. You'll lie. You'll pretend just to hold on to a child that's surely going to die. And I want to even bring that in today. People got houses and cars and all kinds of stuff. They're showboating and relationships that God hasn't assigned to them. And I'm going to tell you this, if it's not assigned to you, you can toil, you can fight all you want, but the child will surely die. The fourth point I want to mention this, in this progression, you have to know the prophet is coming. Oh, he's going to send a voice to you to awaken you and to hopefully bring you to a place of repentance. God reveals to redeem. So when we can no longer hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because we're so blessed, and I quote that in living the good life, I quote that in getting everything we want, God is going to send his prophet to bring us back to our senses so he can speak to our conscience, to our soul, so that we can know God sees it and he wants a different outcome. This is what God did for David. And I want you to know this, and I want you to hear me clearly with this. That child, that thing is going to cut you off from the voice of God. Why? Why couldn't David hear? Because it cut him off from all focus on God and godly things. And that's what will happen to you. That child is going to cut you off from the voice of God. It's going to require all of your focus. And so Nathan comes in and he pronounces judgment. And David recognizes his error and he repents. And he says, I've sinned against the Lord. And Nathan told him, the Lord has put away your sin. You're not going to die. But he did tell them this. However, whenever God says, however, you better buckle up your seatbelt and get ready. He said, however, because this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. That's what happened. His evil opened the door for the enemies of God to blaspheme God. And then the Lord makes an announcement. The child also who is born to you shall surely die. People are watching. They're watching any evil that you do because it's going to cause the enemies of God and it's going to cause others to speak ill against the name of the Lord. And we have to be very careful in our pursuit 
and how we go after the things of life. David was uncovered and God gave him space to repent and praise God he had a heart to do that. He says, you're forgiven, David, but you cannot keep it. This is what God is saying to the body of Christ, to those that would repent for anything that we're running after, anything we've grabbed a hold of that God doesn't have for us. He says, you know what? I forgive you. If you recognize your pursuit is heading in the wrong direction, repent. God says, I forgive you, but you can't keep it. In other words, you wasted all of that time to get something and to hold on to something that doesn't belong for you. And I don't have it for you. You might be saying, I'd never commit such a blatant sin. Oh, but we do it all the time. How you get whatever you get, it matters to God. People lie, they scheme, they manipulate, they lure. I see it a lot in the business world. People go after things before their time. That's why folks are steeped in credit card debt, trying to look blessed in wonderful relationships that we run after because we want to network. We want to get in the face of people that are influential for our own selfish gain and position. And then when we lose it, we say God's trying to teach us a lesson. Sure he is. Oh, yes, he is. He's teaching us that the child is surely going to die. Anything that doesn't come by his hand will surely, surely die. I'm here to tell you and I'm here to warn you that you are not to get outside of God's timing or his will in an unlawful manner because surely that child will die. Let me bring this to a close with this particular scripture. In the book of James, we see it in the New Testament in full view. James chapter one, verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempts he any man, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. When it is finished, it brings forth death. This story of David in full view in the book of James. God cares about your motives. God cares about your intentions. God cares about your reasons for your desires because they've come up before the Lord. Listen to me carefully, beloved. You may birth it and you can hold it, but if it's not from God, you cannot keep it. Unless it's the holy seed of God, unless it's birthed in purity and from the desires of the heart of God, I want to make an announcement to you. The child shall surely die. I don't know about you, but I don't want anything that's not from the hand of God. I don't want anything that God doesn't think is not good for me or it's not the right timing for me. I don't want to touch anything that belongs to another. I don't want to touch it with my hands. I don't want to touch it with my eyes. And I want my desires to be right. Well, my friend, thank you for joining me today. I pray that this message has blessed you. And until next time on the Voice of Reason podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Voice of Reason podcast with Dr. Sonia Thompson. We solicit your prayers and support. Please visit our website at www.ariseministriesintl.com for more information about our products, ministry, or to submit your prayer request. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Arise Ministries INTL. Be sure to tune in again next week with the Voice of Reason. Thank you.